the halachas of Shvisas Yantif, resting in Yantif, chapter 1. First halacha. The Torah identified six days on which one is required to rest. They are the first and seventh day of Pesach, the first and eighth day of Sukkot, Shavuos, and the first day of the seventh month, which is Rosh Hashanah. All malacha is not allowed on these days, other than malachas which are associated with preparing food. Malacha 2. Resting on Yantif is a positive commandment, and whoever does a malacha violates a negative commandment. And one who violates after being warned and in the presence of witnesses gets slashes. Halacha 3. If a person did several malachas on Yantif but was warned once, he gets lashes once. This is different from Shabbos, where if someone does different categories of malachas, they are punished for each category of malacha that they violate. Chapter 4. Haitzah, that is, carrying, is permitted on Yantif because it could be part of the preparation of food. And since it is permitted for the sake of preparing food, it is permitted in general. Similarly, kindling or transferring a fire is permitted even if it's not for the purpose of food. Halacha 5. Anything that it would have been possible for a person to do prior to Yantif, without there being any loss associated with it, is prohibited to do on Yantif, even if it's associated with food. This is because the sages are concerned this is to prevent a person from spending all of Yantif involved in various labors that could have been done before Yantif, and therefore preventing a person from having Simcha. Halacha 6. For this very reason, transferring is permissible on Yantif, even though it's something that could have been done before Yantif. This way people can increase in joy and send things to one another and not feel as though their hands are tied. Halacha 7. What do we mean when we say that things that could have been done before Yantif are usher to do on Yantif? Here we are talking about harvesting, or threshing, or winnowing, or separating, or grinding grain, or sifting flour. Halacha 8. But baking, shechting, cooking on Yantif, all of these are things that could not be done prior to Yantif without sacrificing in terms of taste. We rule similarly with respect to grinding of spices. Halacha 9. That said, one is not permitted to cook or bake something on Yantif so that they can eat it during the week. We are permitted to engage in cooking on Yantif for the sake of Yantif only. If one cooked for Yantif and there was food left over, that can be eaten during the week. Halacha 10. That said, a person is permitted to fill up a pot with meat, even though they only need one piece of meat. They may bake an oven full of bread, even though they only need one loaf. They may salt more than one piece of meat, even though they only need one piece. In each of these cases, the Mepharshim explain either that the additional labor is not any more time-consuming, or that the additional labor makes the food better. The eleventh halacha. On one hand, a person can cook a lot of food on Yantif, and if they don't happen to eat all of it, then they can continue to eat it into the week, or they could cook for guests, and if the guests don't come, they have extra food, they can eat that during the week. But a person is not permitted to be crafty, or to act with guile. Indeed, we are more stringent on someone that acts with guile than on someone who violates intentionally. Halacha 12. So if a person's animal is ill, he should not shech that animal on Yantif unless he knows that he is going to be able to eat at least a kazayas of meat. Halacha 13. One should not bake bread on Yantif for the sake of non-Jews or dogs. For this reason, while it is permitted to invite a non-Jew for Shabbos, it is not permitted to invite a non-Jew for Yantif unless it falls out on Shabbos. If a non-Jew shows up, it is permitted to feed him or her because one was not preparing the food for him or her. Halacha 14. An animal that was partly owned by non-Jews and by Jews can be shechted on Yantif because it's not possible to eat a kazayas of it without shechting it. Not so for dough that was owned by both non-Jews and Jews, for the dough can be divided. Halacha 15. One does not get lashes for cooking food for a Gentile or dogs or cooking food for the week. Because if guests come, it could still be eaten on Yantif. And indeed, if a person cooks food for himself and some remains, he can give it to a Gentile or to an animal. 16. One is permitted to heat up water and wash their hands and feet and face on Yantif, but not their whole body. 
If the water was heated before Yantif, they can wash their whole body. Halacha 17, otherwise, everything that is usher on Shabbos for any reason is also usher on Yantif. This includes the laws of Muksa. Indeed, as will be explained, the principles of Muksa are more stringent on Yantif than on Shabbos. 18. If chickens are set aside to lay eggs, and otherwise animals are set aside for purposes other than eating, they are completely muksa on Yantif, unless someone prepares them for eating before Yantif. 19. Food may not be prepared on Shabbos for Yantif or on Yantif for Shabbos, and any egg that was laid on Yantif remains forbidden. Halacha 20. And just like it is usher to cook this egg and eat it, it is also usher to move it at all. It's muksa. If an egg that was laid on Yantif becomes mixed with other eggs, it doesn't matter how many, they are all forbidden. Since the egg will become permitted after Yantif, it does not become nullified. Halacha 21. The custom of having two days of Yantif outside of Eretz Yisrael is a rabbinic enactment. In Eretz Yisrael, only one day of Yantif is kept other than on Rosh Hashanah, as will be explained in Hilchas Kiddush HaChaydash. Halacha 22. Nonetheless, the second day of Yantif is still kept and one who violates the second day of Yantif should be given Makis Mardis. 23. If a person dies on the first day of Yantif, Gentiles can be asked to do certain preparations on the second day of Yantif. However, with regard to a corpse, the second day of Yantif is considered to be an ordinary weekday. This includes the second day of Rosh Hashanah. On this halacha, the prevailing custom is not consistent with the Rambam's understanding. Finally, halacha 24. The second day of Yantif is not considered the same day as the first day of Yantif. For that reason, the concept of noila that we referred to before, an egg being laid on the first day of Yantif, that egg would be permissible on the second day of Yantif. By contrast, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are considered to be one long day. Something that is muksa on the first day of Rosh Hashanah remains muksa on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. If an egg is laid on the second day of Yantif that goes right into Shabbos, the egg is muksa on Shabbos as well.